Sports Talk continues. I'm John Wilkerson with Jimmy Himes, and we're now joined by a very special guest. Brad Nestler. He calls the SEC Game of the Week on CBS as the play-by-play announcer, along with Gary Danielson, the, who does color. Brad, how are you? Good, Jimmy. John, good to see you guys. Well, good to see you. Thank you busy, for joining us. Busy week, huh, for you guys, uh, it, everybody. A, it is. But busy for you, too. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm running out of voice, actually. I've been drinking so much water, my, my wife would be proud. Have you drank water today? No, about five pitchers, honey. So, good. What's it like each week going to a different SEC venue, seeing a high-quality football that is the SEC? It's, uh, it's really awesome, guys. Uh, you know, obviously, it's the best game every week. Uh, you know, I, I tell people that I, I worked at ESPN on ABC for 24 years, and probably the last eight of that with Todd, we were, for the most part, in the SEC. And we would look at the schedule, uh, Todd Blackledge, Holly Rowe, and I, we'd look at the schedule and we'd go, that one's Gary and Vern, that one's Gary and Vern, that one's Gary and Vern, that one's Gary and Vern. We're getting that second one, second one, second one, second one. So uh, I have a good time every time when uh, the schedule comes out and Gary and I are getting ready to go and go, that's Gary and I, and that's Gary and I. <laughs> so I hate to make that uh, cliche thing about the, the best game from the best conference that we use as a slogan, but at least I know pretty much every week that, uh, for the most part, there's usually one weekend and there's some place where you just go, oh, this probably isn't the best game in the world. But uh, every other week, for the most part, it is. You've called quite a few games from Neyland Stadium. Just talk Love about it. that venue. Uh, you know, it's I, I think it's the, the day before the game and the morning of the game that I have more fun than anything because uh, we normally stay in the hotel right up on the hill, and I get up every morning. I used to be a runner, then I became a jogger, now I'm a walker. But <laughs> anyway, I get up, and I walk down past the Vol Navy and, and through the crowd of all, uh, you know, the, the revelers and, and uh, you know, the uh, – tailgating and all that it's just such an unbelievable scene and occasionally you know usually they don't really look at some old guy with running shoes on walking through that doesn't have a beer in his hand or doesn't have somebody with him you know just some solo guy walking through there sometimes my spotter does come with me but all of a sudden i'll get an occasional nassler and i look over and kind of wave <laughs> you want a bloody mary no i'm actually trying to work out here and i have to work later so i'm gonna have to pass but i might join you guys after the game so i guess the scene before the game uh is is as good as anything and then you know once the place is full and and, and rocky top starts rocking it's pretty cool we've talked from time to time about who would be a good non-conference opponent for tennessee to play we think tennessee and washington Two venues in which you can go to the games via the water. By water. No kidding. Yeah. That is a, that's a super scene out in Seattle, too. It's, uh, I've done that out there. It's beautiful. The boats are out there, the whole thing. Um, I think the last time I saw a Pac-12 team come in there, Cal came in there, I think, with, like, Marshawn Lynch. That was a long time ago. I think that's who it was. Might not be the last time they played a Pac-12 team in Neal, but... I did that one, and it was a really good game. I don't, I don't even know what year that was. I just had a, one of those weird old guy flashbacks. And, <laughs> but, no, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be a good, good home and home. You'd have, to, you'd have to move your boat way around if you were going from Knoxville to get out there. But oh, <laughs> There's no question in that regard, but it would be the Vol Navy meets sailgating. That would be. That, that's, yeah, sailgating. That's cool. <laughs> and uh, it looks like you've had an already fun summer being on a golf course with Charles Davis, our good friend, as well as hanging out at the Manning Passing Academy. Yeah, what was that like? That was really fun. Um, Archie, I think it was at the SEC Championship last year, uh, we got together before the game or after the game or something, and he said, you ought to come down. You ought to come down. 
I said, really? He said, yeah, I mean it. You know, I said, okay. I said, do I have to work? He said, no, you don't have to do anything. I would have worked, but I don't know. I wouldn't have been a very good camp counselor, I don't think, because <laughs> I wouldn't want the <laughs> kids following my lead. But uh, anyway, so about three months passed, and, and he texted me. He said, hey, man, you coming down? And I said, I actually think I am, you know. And, and so I said to my wife, I said, what are you doing the end of June? Because she usually gets girl trips going or whatever. And uh, she goes, why? I said, I think there's something on my bucket list I want to do, and you're going to think it's weird. And she said, what? And I said, I want to go down where it's like 110 degrees in Thibodeau, Louisiana, and go to watch a bunch of kids throw the football around for two days. She goes, I don't know what that means. I said, I'm going to the Manning Passing Academy. She goes, you mean like Archie? She doesn't say Peyton or Eli. She goes, you mean like Archie? I go, yeah, like, and the boys. And she goes, really? I go, yeah. And Archie then got a hold of me about a month and a half out. He said, I got you set up if you're coming. I said, I'm coming. So I went down there for two days. It was a blast. It was really interesting to watch Peyton and and Eli and Cooper uh, interacting with, you know, kids, be it from eighth grade up to seniors. And they're out there sweating their butts off, you know, and they don't have to do that. And, and, you know, I rode around the first day with Archie on the golf cart, and then I kind of just went around with some of Archie's buddies. And then I ran into Chris Mortensen and some of the friends that, you know, were down there that I've known for a long time. And then the after-hour thing is, is pretty special because the stories are just incredible. I mean, when Archie starts telling stories, that's one level. And so he had, like, Archie at 70. I'm not going to say how old I am, but, you know, I had some stories, and so did Archie's buddies. And then Peyton and Eli... And Cooper kind of chime in with their story. So we had a couple generations of stories, and a lot of it involves football. A lot of it's just fun family stuff. And it was a blast. It was like being at a big family picnic, you know, for two days. I would imagine that the, the trio of Manning boys, oh, it doesn't take much for them to just start picking one against the other against the other. Oh, it, it, it's amazing, John. And uh, Cooper's the craziest one. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't know him as well because obviously he wasn't a quarterback and you got hurt, you know, when, when he was at Ole Miss and never really got to play football. But if you watch his Fox show on the pregame of the Fox NFL game, you can kind of see his sense of humor. And he, by the way, has got a ninth grader that's going to start at, down there at the quarterback where, where they played. And he's pretty special. He's a little skinny kid, but, man, he can whip it. And they're trying to keep it low-key because I think everybody in the world wants to recruit him or get him to sign a scholarship. That's off the point. But anyway, Cooper's funnier than heck. And then, you know, Peyton, Eli's a quiet one. Peyton's hilarious, too. And Eli's got a dry humor that it just, every once in a while, he'll hit it just right on the nose. And then just to see those guys interact with Archie, too. You know, they walk in the room, they go, hey, Pop. You know, they're trying to get his attention. It's like... Not like uh, dad, uh, dad, hey, pop, you know. <laughs> so just to watch them be a family, Olivia and Archie done a pretty good job raising those three. Our guest, Brad Nestler, CBS Sports, uh, Game of the Week for the SEC. Brad, at, at what point do you get jacked up about football season? Is it with media days now or is it a little later? It, no, it's it's probably starting, Jimmy. I, uh, you know, when I when I left home a couple of days ago, I said, oh, man, I don't, I don't know if I want to go to Alabama. And my wife said, sure you do. And I said, eh. I mean, I knew I was coming, but you start complaining when you start, when you've had time off and you're at home and you don't feel like going on the road, you know. And uh, so she always says that right after we have a 4th of July party, which takes two days to clean up for. So it's usually July 6th. She says, I've lost you now, haven't I? And I said, no, I'm good. I'm good. So we spent last weekend together. Then I said, I don't really want to go to Alabama. She said, who's going to be there? And I said, oh, you know. About a thousand of my media friends and a bunch of coaches and players. And she goes, Gary going to be there? Oh, yeah. Craig Silver going to be there? Yeah. She goes, uh, you'll have fun when you get there. And so I get here, and I kind of get in the groove. And so this is the beginning. And so she said, I'll see you after the Army-Navy game. 
That's my wife's opinion now. I'll see you when it's over. <laughs> if that answered your question. <laughs> uh, this is a league, Brad, when I look at it, uh, I know a couple of schools have some question marks about who the quarterback would be. I think there's some really good quarterbacking in this league this year. There is. I mean, I, I know they brought, uh, I guess they brought nine total. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, well, they brought nine because a couple of them aren't going to have a chance to come back. <laughs> Two, and Jake are going to be gone. And the other Jake's going to be gone. So some of them are going to be at the next level. So I'm glad they brought uh, some of the underclassmen guys because I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, they're going to be in the NFL next year. But quality quarterbacks is really good. You know, lost some good ones, you know, not having Drew Locke. But getting Kelly Bryant in there is pretty good replacement, you know. Um, you know, we got Jake Bentley right away and Tua right away in, in game one. And then the second game, uh, you know, Notre Dame and, and Jake Fromm. And yeah. you go down the list. So, I mean, we looked down our list and, you know, I think – Felipe's come a long way. I think Jarrett was down at the Manning Passing Academy. I thought he looked really good. Uh, if they can ever keep people off his back or if he can keep his head from hitting the surface and his helmet popping off, I mean, the poor guy's gotten beaten up. But I think those two guys have improved probably the most, uh, Franks and Garantano. So, uh, you know, if they continue their progression, um, you know, I, I think there's really good quarterbacks. And that's what you need if you're going to make a run, either winning this conference or winning a national championship, you better have a quarterback. And we got some good ones. What did you think of Jeremy Pruitt's first season? Did you see signs that he's got the program going in the right direction? I think so. What I like about him is um, he doesn't have a filter, you know. I mean, when he, <laughs> when he was both coordinator at Alabama and at Georgia, you know, I, kn- I knew this because he'd always say, I'm just a – I'm just old high school ball coach. You know, I said, I, I could just soon go back and coach ball in high school. I said, Coach, your, your paycheck isn't saying that right now. If I, I wouldn't go back if I was you, if you have the chance. But he's so dang honest, you know. I enjoy talking to him. And, uh, you know, he knew last year uh, that some of the guys on the team better get their degree because they're not going to be in the NFL. And he's used to having NFL quality players, you know, around him. So recruiting is going to take a while. It's going to be fun to see in year two. You know, what's come along? I know there's some linemen that have gone and some linemen that are still question marks and some new guys coming in that are really supposed to be good. You know, Jared's got his receivers back. I think I wish they had one guy that was – I like all those guys because they're pretty big, but I wish they had a burner. I don't think any of those guys are super fast. But, um, but you know, it's going to be interesting. Year two is where you usually make your biggest adjustment. He set his culture. He set the tone. You know, getting Jim in there, getting different coordinators and stuff. Um, I think that's going to be good. And uh, – you know, I can't wait to see what they're going to be like. I'm, I'm sure we're going to see them a couple times for sure. How enjoyable are those pregame meetings where you get the opportunity just to, you know, pepper the coach with a few yeah. questions here, find out what what they're excited about and perhaps what they're not? Yeah, you know, um, it, it's the guys that you've been around the longest, that you know the best, and that trust you the most, that you might get something out of. They're never going to give you the, right. the game plan of the world or anything like that. But I, I mentioned Jim Chaney. He has always been one of Gary and I's favorites. Mm-hmm. We did so many Purdue games when he had Drew Brees, and he was the straightest shooter with us, and he would tell us. I mean, he'd go back and almost tell us what the first play was going to be back in the day when he was at Purdue. And, and through his Georgia time, his, his time at Tennessee, and even being the interim coach there for uh, one game or whatever, and then at Georgia the last three years, I love being around that guy. So there's, there's one meeting that I always look forward to is with Chaney. And I already told you Jeremy's fun to be around. So uh, the Tennessee meetings are good. I know what I'm going to get from Nick. I know what I'm going to get from Kirby. Uh, and some of the guys that are younger, like Derek and stuff, you know, that uh, are, haven't been around quite as long, 
they don't know that they're supposed to be really so close vest, you know. So they'll slip up and tell you nice. something occasionally. <laughs> Brad, thank you so much for joining us. We hope that we have a chance to see you in uh, Knoxville at some point this fall. Go Rocky Top, guys. We'll see you, man. Thank you, see you guys. Much. Thanks, John. Thanks, Jimmy. Thank you very much. That's Brad Nessler, play-by-play CBS for the SEC Game of the Week.